There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into our last day of the podcast before Christmas. This is our Friday edition of the podcast. As Christmas week is fast approaching, we certainly want to. Uh, wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas. We certainly pray that this season is a blessing to you. We spend time with family, spend time in the house of God. And I always enjoy Christmas, Christmas Eve in the house of God. I thank the Lord for that. I've known a few churches over the years that no matter what day of the week it was, they would have a Christmas service and or a Christmas Eve service that didn't involve candles. Some involve candles, some do not. Uh, but they always just wanted to assemble themselves. I knew churches that had Thanksgiving services. They wanted to assemble and just give God thanks and praise. And so we certainly look forward to this time of year, look forward to seeing family. And I'm going to take a little trip next week. So I got to get caught up on the podcast. And so you might see my dad out in Indiana, Lord willing. So I'm trying to get a little bit ahead. We're in Matthew chapter 23 once again, and we're going to be looking at a couple of things here. And the woe has been given to the scribes and to the Pharisees, these hypocrites, and we start in verse 29 and kind of backtrack just a little bit. And he said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous, and say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. And if it had been us, we wouldn't have done that. Yet the reality is they absolutely would have. Not only would they, they ended up taking part in the death of Jesus Christ. And so how much greater is Jesus Christ than the prophets? And so they would not have done this, but they slew the Son of God. Wherefore, ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. That's you. You're the children of them that killed the prophets. And he goes back approximately 450 years and uses an example. And it's something that we're going to look at with just a few moments and just try to explain something that's caused a little bit of confusion. Something I've heard my whole life that was absolutely wrong. And the first time I ever actually went and looked at it, I just kind of scratched my head and I realized that it's just commonly reported one way or another. But when you go to the Protestant guides and you go to the, the helps, they don't have any clue. They try to correct and say, well, this is what this word actually means. And this word actually means this. And, and this is really the Hebrew Greek combination. And, you know, yet not understanding what the word of God actually says. And I marveled at that. Adam Clark, Matthew Henry, they had no clue what the Bible really said about this, but they're the ones that were killed the prophets. It was their fathers and their fathers, the ones that slew them. Why did they kill the prophets? He said, fill you then up the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? He's given the woe to them already. He has given a woe to them time and time again because of their unbelief, because of the hardness of their hearts, because of their religious practice without faith. And he's brought that woe to them and then called them vipers. How can you escape the damnation of hell? So he calls the scribes and Pharisees the hypocrites vipers. Why? They're doing the work of the serpent, certainly. 
And that's the work that most men today do, whether religious or lost. It's just religion uh, has brought greater damnation to men because they practice this religion, lead others to hell, lead others astray, correcting the Bible. They're worthy of greater damnation. If you don't believe the word of God and you're correcting people and trying to give advice, blind leading blind, then both shall fall into the ditch. Then you deserve a greater damnation. People to give counsel and advice, void of the word of God, greater, the greater damnation is coming. You would not receive the love of the truth. God's going to send a strong delusion one day to every one of those people that would not receive the love of the truth. And God is going to do it. He's going to be just in doing so. And he goes on and says, wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify. And some of them shall you scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. So he's telling them, I'm going to send my men. And by the way, those prophets, you say, well, what are those prophets? Well, we see that in the book of Revelation. As he talks about Zechariah here in just a few moments, we see Zechariah spoke of those prophets. They are going to prophesy. As a matter of fact, it's going to be 144,000 going to prophesy. They're going to speak of that one which is to come, Jesus Christ. And he will also see them killing. They're going to crucify them. We see that historically, and of course, if you believe the history that's given of many of it, even his apostles were crucified, then upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth. It's going to fall upon their heads. Why? Because they would not believe the word of God. They're leading men astray. They're vipers. They're blind leading the blind. They strain at gnats. They swallow camels. He's given a woe to them. What is that woe? It's the wrath of God. It's the judgment of God. God is going to pour out his judgment in great vengeance upon them because they would not believe the word of God, and then they led others astray. That's why the lost preacher is in great danger of a greater damnation, because he has led others astray. This crowd that goes around leading people in sinners' prayers and pronounces everybody saved, they're in danger of great damnation. It's not just it's folly or error. They're in danger. And could you be saved and have that folly in your life? You probably could, but most of them aren't. Most of them don't have salvation. There's not folly in their life. They believe that's salvation because that's what they did. That's what they accomplished. They prayed a prayer. There are some that have been guilty of leading people in prayers that have recanted, repented. I've heard it over the years. They've said, you know, I've seen the error. I've seen the folly of it. I was wrong in how we did this. I myself was trained as a soul winner. As a matter of fact, I won most improved soul winner. I believe it was in 1999. I won most improved soul winner award. I don't even know what that means, but I wasn't going around leading people in a prayer at that point. God had already begun to show me the folly and the error of that, but I'd show up for visitation. That's more than what most people did. There's times I'd show up by myself. Nobody would be there. I'd just go by myself on the streets and hand out tracts and preach and, and uh, tell people about Jesus Christ. And there's times I'd be in the ho- my home. And I'd know nobody else was going. I'd just go walk the streets. I was 2001, 2002. I'd go walk the streets in Maryland and go out down to the ghettos and hand out tracts. Never bothered me, I guess, to do that. I don't know. I never really gave a whole lot of thought to it. I lived in there. And so I'd go down there and tell people, but I know others that... They won awards, you know, most souls won, most people led to the Lord, and their lives are wrecked today, their lives are destroyed today. I know preachers that uh, preach that philosophy, and it is philosophy, it's not Bible, it's not God, it's philosophy, and I know their lives have been destroyed, their homes have been destroyed, their children are wretches today. But they promote that thing of soul winning, you gotta win souls, you gotta win souls. It's a greater damnation. There's going to be a great damnation because they've lied, they've deceived, that righteous blood is going to come upon them. And that's what he's speaking of with these men here, the scribes, the Pharisees, these hypocrites 
Ye hypocrites, don't you know that that blood's going to come upon you because you've never repented? Nay, I tell you, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. John called them to repentance. Jesus Christ called them to repentance, but they would not repent. They can't stop being a scribe. They can't stop being a Pharisee. It's very rare we see somebody, of course, the apostle Paul, first Saul, then Paul, we see his conversion as a Pharisee, not only a Pharisee, probably the greatest Pharisee. Uh, we see his conversion to Jesus Christ. We thank God for that. I've seen some very religious people who were converted to Jesus Christ, and I thank God for that. But I've seen far more down and outers. I've seen far more people that are uncomfortable. I told folks the other day, uh, I heard that thing years ago, and uh, somebody had asked about why so many goofy and odd and weird people hung around certain churches. And a preacher got up and he said, well, the light attracts bugs. And it sure does. And I thank God for that. Bugs aren't unwanted except by men. You know, bugs serve a purpose, God's purpose. Every bug has a purpose. Every bug has a, you know, roaches will keep your house clean. They just leave other nasty stuff behind. They'll eat all your extra food on the floor. You don't have to worry about cleaning the floor if you've got a lot of roaches. They actually serve a good purpose. Mice serve a good purpose if you can handle them. Yeah, they leave a little droppings on the floor now and then. They might eat into your, your food bags and tear your food up. And nothing like your wife finding one in a bread sack crawling around. That's always a, a blessing. Uh, but vermin, vile things, nobody wants them. Nobody wants to be around them. Nobody wants a spider. Do you realize that spiders kill more insects than people do? Why? Because they're trained to. God's put that in them to do that. If you say, I don't want the bugs. We don't want the bugs. Turn the light off. We don't want the bugs. And that's what they do. They extinguish the light. And they, and they cloister. And all of a sudden, everything's spit and polished and beautiful. And next thing you know, they got a hireling in there. He tells them how great they are and how wonderful thing is. And they've lost sight of those undesirables in this world. But just in case you're wondering where I'm going with this, I was one of those undesirables. When I first went to church, nobody wanted me. And it's interesting, now I've been saved 25 years, and there's still churches that don't want me, but there's some churches that do too. But I tell you right now, 27 years ago, nobody wanted me. Nobody wanted me in their church. Nobody wanted me in a part of their church. And they would have actually been repulsed at the idea of Tim McVeigh coming into their church. Why? Because they don't have the light. And that light attracts bugs, and they're appalled by the bugs that show up. And thank God, many of you were bugs. Many of you were undesirable. Many of you were unwanted. Many of you know churches wanted, but thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his marvelous grace. Thank God he made you desirable through the person of Jesus Christ and put you in the assembly of the righteous, that church of the firstborn, Jesus Christ, the righteous, bless his holy name. Pharisees couldn't see that. They didn't want that. They weren't desiring that. They just were slaying the prophets, slaying the righteous. And he said, upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel under the blood of Zacharias, son of Barachias whom you slew between the temple and the altar. Now, it brings up an interesting doctrinal thing because this is the correction that the Protestants and others, they go back, if they go back at all, they go back to 2 Chronicles 24, 20, and the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, which stood above the people and said to them, Thus saith God, why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord, that ye cannot prosper, because you have forsaken the Lord, he hath also forsaken you. And they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king in the court of the house of the Lord. Now, this is in the days of Joash the king. And I know there's some references to say, well, this is just a, uh, needs to be corrected. This is just a name difference. This is a Greek name versus a Hebrew name. And I've heard some things like that. But the word of God tells us in the days of Joash the king. Now, the word of God tells us in Zechariah chapter 1. 
And this is just something I had to learn. The Lord had revealed this to me. I'd heard the other my entire life. In the eighth month, in the year of second year of Darius, we're in Zechariah 1.1, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Iddo, the prophet, saying, and so we see there, the word of God tells us, this is in Darius's reign, the second year. This couldn't be the days of Joash, from hundreds of years later. Word of God tells you, Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Iddo. Jesus Christ, when he told them, he said, you slew the blood of those righteous men from Abel under the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah. It sounds to me like Zechariah, the prophet of God, was slain, and he was the last prophet slain, because that blood is going to come upon them from Abel to Zechariah. That is the greater damnation. They're going to have that blood upon them. Why? They would not repent. They stood by consenting unto those that would destroy the prophets, destroy the law of God, hated the word of God. And that blood's going to come upon them. So we know this is Zechariah, son of Berechiah, Zechariah the prophet, a great prophet, by the way, a great prophet of God. He prophesied of those, those two olive trees over there in the book of Revelation. He prophesied of Jesus Christ coming upon that colt, that fold of an ass. He prophesied of Jesus Christ on this earth. He prophesied about his millennial reign. He prophesied of Christ. He was a great prophet of God. They stoned him. They slew him. According to the book of Hebrews, there were many of them that went through that. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They wandered about in sheepskins and in goats and coons, destitute, being afflicted, tormented. He tells you this is many of them. Jesus Christ said that blood upon those righteous men is going to come upon you. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. Why? Because of Isaiah 28. And he disannulled that covenant they made with death in Isaiah 28. What was that covenant? His blood be upon our, us, our children, and upon our children's children. That's what they said of Jesus Christ. And he says it's going to come upon this generation. He's not going to impute that to their children. Their children can repent. He's not going to impute that to their children's children. Their children's children can repent. But this generation of scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites are going to bear that judgment because they would not believe Jesus Christ. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. What is he speaking of there? The word of God tells us they slew Zacharias between the temple and the altar. Word of God tells us that. They kill us the prophets and stoneth them, but Jerusalem, they were sent unto you. He tells you that. Word of God tells us that they transgress the commandment of God. Word of God said of Zacharias, the other prophet, we see that in 2 Chronicles 24 and 21, they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king in the court of the house of the Lord. They stoned him with stones. Many of them were sawn asunder. They had no trouble when it came to the New Testament church burning them at the stake. No trouble with that. No problem with that. They deemed them heretics. They deemed them fit to die. He said in verse 38, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth, till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. The end of Matthew 23, the woe, the judgment, the wrath. Is that going to come upon you, religious person? Is that wrath going to fall upon you because of your religious osity, yet your absolute lack of faith, you do not believe God? You need to examine yourselves in light of the word of God. You need to examine yourselves, examine these things, and search God out. Let God search you out in light of these matters. I pray you have a great Christmas. Lord Will will be here on Christmas Day with a very special edition of the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. 
and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.